0: Bullshit is everywhere. Oh, we don't have time for that. Welcome back to Bullshit Filter the News, uh, episode 11, recorded this day of our Trump, 18th of June, 2018. My name is Cameron Riley, and with me, as always, is my esteemed Mm co-host, the king of the bling... All the way from a vagina in uh, the backwaters of North America. Uh, sorry, Virginia, that is. I uh, yeah, read my notes personally. wrong. Um, Papa Bear. How are you, Papa Bear?
1: Hi, I'm Ray Harris with your sports and weather. <laughs>
0: um, what's the weather like in uh, Bumfuck, Virginia today, Ray? Is it we uh, had a- warm?
1: Beautiful, warm, some would say sultry day. And I would just like to say to you, to extend to you, Cam, a very happy American Father's Day.
0: Ah, yeah, we don't do... Well, I, I, I am the father of a half-American child. So, so you get half a day. Yeah, Half a day. Half a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to point out to you, Ray, that uh, uh, exactly two weeks from today... Right. You and I will be in Paris uh Embracing. with some of our closest oh, right. friends and our favorite listeners, quite frankly. <laughs> we don't don't care about all the people that aren't coming to Paris with us, it's just the ones that are coming to Paris. They're the only ones that matter at the end of the day. And uh we're gonna be having yeah. a we're gonna be having a time in Paris. A hoot and a two weeks from In now. fact,
1: we're gonna talk bad about all the people that didn't show up.
0: Oh, every single one of them. We're gonna print out all of the names of all of our listeners and just their ears will be burning.
1: What prank Speaking, on them? Yes, speaking
0: of burning ears, let's get into uh, some of the new stories. Uh, so what we do, if you're new to this show, is we just talk about some of the new stories that have interested us in the last week. We try and unpick them a little bit. We try and understand them. We try and call out bullshit if we see it, if we hear it. Um, and there is no bigger bullshit than <laughs> the Donald Trump-Kim uh, Jong-un meeting that happened in the last week. Um, mm mm-hmm. Now I tell you what fascinates me about this Ray is the amount of uh, a pro Trump and, and, and anti Trump rhetoric that I, that I see coming out about stories like this. Um, on, on one hand, he's a god amongst men for having this right. meaning. <clears throat> on the other hand, he is the biggest stupidest doofus ever right. that's ever. Right. Yeah, there's, there's no balance <laughs> that you come yeah. across. It's all just, oh, he's the greatest. He, yeah. met with, he met with the Kim. That is incredible. Or oh, it's what an idiot. He's had the wool pulled over his eyes. Right. And I, 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 as usual, sit somewhere in the middle of that. Yes, look, there's no doubt Trump is an idiot. Um, but the, sitting down with heads of state, even heads of state that we don't like because they do a lot of bad things, mm-hmm. is it's really a bad thing, I think. Okay, Neville Chamberlain and Hitler, blah de blah blah Yes, that one probably didn't go well uh, for the world. A bit, a bit. yeah. <laughs> a bit. But, um, you, know, it, it, you know, six months ago, give or take, everyone was up in arms about Trump egging on Kim. Calling him little rocket man, and my button right. is bigger than your button. I think we talked about that in a show yeah. at some point, we, so we cu- squeezed it in. Yeah. We squeeze, yeah. Um, so Trump got criticism for that. Oh, everyone was sending me emails saying, "Oh, we're going to war. We're going to go to war with North Korea." And I kept saying, "I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it's going to. Ha- I think it's all political theatre because yeah. you know my my." prevailing theory with the uh, United States is you tend not to go to war with countries that can shoot back. Especially um, nuclear missiles. Yeah, you don't like to yeah. go to war with nuclear-powered states. Uh, direct war, you might do some proxy stuff, but not a direct head-to-head because uh, you might get hurt. And America's like um, a prize fighter. Mm-hmm. uh um, a beautiful prize fighter. a beautiful prize fighter you're like you're like uh, uh, Balboa in his prime yeah but but uh, you always got Mickey on the side making sure that the guy you're fighting <laughs> is gonna throw the fight in the third round and what promises you... not to punch yeah. you in the face you know you, you're happy for him to punch you on the thigh muscle
1: yeah
0: uh not too hard avoid yeah. avoid, avoid the junk just but uh, don't punch me in the I don't want to look bad don't punch That's me in right. the face.
1: I've got a career after this. I'm trying to remember exactly what Mickey said. They weren't rigged fights; they just weren't people at their best at the time. And, and to take your and to take your initial point, as much as I don't like Trump, I'm, I'm going to be the pro-Trump on this one and say. It is. It seems to be always good to have two leaders talking who are talking shit about each other. It's better for them to meet face-to-face, have some dialogue. It might be a bunch of fluff and feathers and stuff like that. But, but there doesn't seem to be any genuine harm in these two guys getting together, going through the motions. At least they're not now calling each other names like they were a couple of months ago. So when is it not a good thing? Now, it's true, I think you're going to make this point. Not much came from this, but it doesn't hurt that they spoke.
0: And of course, you and I, having done twenty odd episodes on the Yalta Conference, um, Mm -hmm. it kind of reminds me of FDR uh, sitting down with Stalin in February nineteen forty five, having a bit of a chin wag, and you know, now he came out of that saying, you know what, I like Joe Stalin, good guy, we can work with Joe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to have a long and fabulous relationship and that may have come true if he hadn't have died a couple of months later, FDR, that is. Right. Um, And the first Trump, Truman, Trumpman, um came in and, and screwed it all up and 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 Stalin did his part as well, obviously, but so um look sitting down with your enemies um is is really a bad thing, I think, as mm-hmm. you say they're now saying lots of well at least Trump's saying nice things about Kim. we don't know so much about what Kim's saying about Trump well, so the, the it was fluff uh the four points that they came out of their meeting with and and like the sum it was called a summit, I think they met for like a couple of hours. Not yeah. much of a not much of a summit, you know, more like a chat. Uh, you know, the Yalta conference lasted for weeks. This right. was uh, this was a couple of hours. Yeah, um, the United States and the DPRK commit to establish new US-DPRK relations in accordance with the desire of the peoples of the two countries for peace and prosperity. All right, so they say we want peace, we want prosperity. Well, that's that's there's nothing wrong with that.
1: That's good, but let me poke a hole in that right there what the people of north korea want is irrelevant please continue
0: <laughs> yes well by people it means what kim wants kim is the people <laughs> he is the representative right. of the people as donald trump oh. is the representative of the people of the united states That's true he's That's in touch true. they're both in touch they're both what the people want <laughs> yeah. now point number two the united states and the dprk will join their efforts to build a lasting and stable peace regime on the korean peninsula all right, that, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly how, when, what does that involve? <laughs> Devil's what in the, the details. Steps? Yeah, <laughs> nothing. Got nothing there. But it's okay. You know, it's, it's, they've yeah. got, there's a plan. We yeah, want yeah. peace. It's just saying there's we want, we want peace.
1: The seed, the seed uh, of a plan.
0: Yeah. Don't worry yeah. about how we're going to get, there. We'll, we'll the get there.
1: we'll let the underlings, we'll let the underlings work that out. Yeah.
0: Um, 3. reaffirming the April 27, 2018 Panmunjom Declaration, the DPRK commits to work towards complete denuclearization of the Korean peninsula.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Let, let me just look at this real quick through um someone who's pro Trump. If the United States promises the security of North Korea and we know that that the China is going to do the same thing because it's their neighbors. They don't want a war right on their uh, doorstep. If these two powerhouse countries promise to protect the security of this country, then they are safe by definition. They don't need nuclear weapons, and they can get rid of them through some kind of process that we don't know of yet, and everything's going to be fine, and they can open up to foreign markets. It's all going to be great. North Korea was just waiting for the United States to guarantee not to attack. Then again, if this guy gets rid of his nuclear weapons, he's the dumbest person on the planet.
0: Yeah, because President Trump has a long and uh, solid track record for upholding <laughs> agreements that the United States has made. Like marriages. With enemies and allies. Uh, yeah, like yeah. marriages. <laughs> um, oh, wait. No, he doesn't. No. Um, no point four. Else. Point four. The United States and the DPRK commit to recovering POW and MIA remains. Including mm-hmm. the immediate repatriation of those already identified. Now, okay. so out of those four things, um, you know, you obviously have to ask what does is, what is Noco get out of this? Right. What, what's what's in it for Noco? Nothing. Nothing in those four points apart from some vague uh, comments about peace and prosperity. Um, there's nothing in there for what's what's in it for Noco. Yeah so you would well, imagine you would imagine yeah. that there, there must have been some discussion about that in the meeting right Pre- pretty pretty sure that uh, Kim had something that he wanted to get out of it um it doesn't get a mention so right. why why would that be why do you think what noco wants didn't get included in the four points that were in the public declaration
1: well, and we're going to go into this later, I'm sure. But uh, since 1985, uh, at least at least 1985, but certainly before that, um, North Korea wanted to be recognized as a as a power, as a legitimate power, as, as a legitimate government and a nuclear uh, capable go- co- uh, government and country. And now that they've met with Trump, they are now established. To me, I'm not really I don't really get why that's a big deal. But it seems to be a big deal to North Korea, the various leaders. Um, but you're right. I mean, since 1985, they the North Koreans have opened up a little bit when something bad has happened and they need help, whether it's food or economic aid. There's something driving this guy. He's he's not just doing this. But, but the point that I think you were about to make is North Korea did get something out of this if the United States and South Korea cancels their war games, which I didn't think was a big deal until I read up on the details but other than that why 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 kim is at these meetings obviously promising very little is still a mystery to me.
0: Mm. So why why would he care about them canceling their war games?
1: Well, see what I didn't know was that, you know, obviously the United States uh has tens of thousands of troops in South Korea and we rotate them out We rotate new guys in and in in South Korea does the same thing to a certain degree and you have new games so everybody can be on the same page so they can get that, that practice, that experience and the most important aspect of that is working together so if you don't have the new, if you don't have frequent game frequent war games and you bring new people in it's all it's all academic it's all on paper they haven't actually gone through the motions of trying to you know hold back a uh, an invasion from North Korea so it, it is a big deal that i don't think i fully appreciated and that seems to be a big deal, a big win for Kim, all for showing up and smiling and signing a document that was probably less than a three-fourths of a page long.
0: Yeah, I don't know that it's a big deal. I mean, look... It's a bigger it, deal it, than
1: I thought it was.
0: If if NOCO goes to war with SOCO, mm-hmm. we know that really it's going to be the U.S. that's going to do the majority of the fighting. So right. being, uh, being coordinated with SOCO... Uh, means two tenths of fuck all. It's like if, 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 uh, China invaded Australia tomorrow, right? And we called up Donnie and we said, Hey, Donnie, we need your help. You know, initially, I know that his first response would be, Who? What? <laughs> fuck, what? No. Let me Eventually, speak to the king. But let's, let's say that, that Obama was still, uh, in the big chair, right? Um, And we called up, you know, we know that of the fighting that would happen, about two tenths of fuck all of it would be the Australian military and the rest of it would be the US. Because our army consists of three guys, a kangaroo, and uh, a a, a wombat, and a few koalas. That's the size of our army, our military. And a
1: boomerang. And a boomerang.
0: It's a good boomerang. Cost us $24 million for that boomerang. Doesn't work, but uh, you shiny know hell. we yeah. we we God we tried hard, and yeah. um, so it's mostly the US right. So it's the same right. going to be the same with Soko. So I mean it's just a few nuclear submarines off the coast that uh, it's going to happen. I mean it's there's not like there's a very complex uh, piece of. Yeah. Uh, military machinations it's going to go on as far as i can tell so anyway um in in the last uh 30 odd years there have been several attempts to to sign treaties with noco um 1985 the treaty on the non-proliferation of nuclear weapons uh that north korea signed onto that which made um, them sort of uh, responsible for uh, withdrawing nu- uh, nuclear weapons from themselves, or not agreeing not to build nuclear weapons. I think it was mm-hmm. at the time. Um, I think it was based on the idea that the US, US would withdraw nuclear weapons from South Korea. Yeah. Um, and uh, North Korea agreed not to buy, build nuclear weapons, but that didn't really work out. Then, in 1992, there was the Joint Declaration of the Nuclear Denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. Noco and SOCO signed an agreement that they neither of them would test, manufacture, produce, receive, possess, store, deploy, or use nuclear weapons. That didn't really work out. Then in 1994, they had the agreed framework. NOCO promises to stop plutonium production in exchange for economic supplies that they needed. Um, That supposedly mostly held up until around 2002 when uh, George W. Bush declared that NOCO had been secretly enriching uranium for nuclear weapons. Mm -hmm. Um, So that fell apart. And they pulled out of the Non-Proliferation Treaty uh, after that. In 2005, there was what was known as the Six-Party Talks. SoCo, China, Japan, US, Russia, and NOCO. Um, NOCO pledged to abandon all nuclear weapons and existing nuclear programs. Everyone had a big party. That didn't (laughs) work out. Um, They had Six-Party Talks again a couple of years later in 2007. NOCO agreed to declare all of its nuclear programs, shut down those affiliated with its weapons program. Mm -hmm. That that didn't work out. Uh, 2012, they had an agreement with the US. They agreed to suspend nuclear tests and uranium enrichment, said they'd allow inspectors in in exchange for food aid. Um, uh, Two weeks later, NOCO said they were going to launch a satellite, which somehow... Uh, unwound the deal. So, I mean, we've been here before. Um, yeah. You can you can take a cynical view of that and say, well, NOCO's just pulling the US's strings. President uh, at the time gets a positive story. NOCO really doesn't intend to do anything. They just get a little bit of a... They get some breathing room. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I think the difference between all of those and this one, though, is yeah. that NOCO now has nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. And and you have a lot more negotiating power at the table when you actually have nuclear weapons, as as we know. I mean, that's why you build nuclear weapons in the first place. It's it's a, a way to uh, um, get a get a seat get a seat yeah. at the table, which they but, now have.
1: Right, but but if I can put on my superhero costume, Captain Obvious, if you denuclearize, why should anybody listen to you? I mean, the idea yeah. that. The 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 term not, uh, uh, total or whatever denuclearization was in that document three times I I counted. There is no motivation. There is no reason why this guy, after spending I'm sure a ton of money that they should have spent on food and other things, is going to give this up. And the fact that people actually are actually sitting around supposedly experts thinking that he's going to give it up just boggles my mind. I do not get how he will ever feel safe if he if he gives up his nuclear weapons. It's insane.
0: Yeah. Um, hard to imagine how that would happen unless he has a treaty in place with, say, China, mm-hmm. that, uh, which, which he obviously does. Um, you know, when, when sabers were being rattled a few months ago, there was a statement, I think, from China that if the US attacked NOCO, China would respond and retaliate. Mm. so you know there's uh, and that's something that the US has to take seriously right. one thing I think that's not very well understood in some of the analysis that I read is that there has been a lot of economic reforms going on in NOCO over the last five or six years under since Kim Jong Un came to power right. um, some of the biggest economic reforms the country has seen in decades and um, They've allowed personal incentives to farmers and factory managers. They've allowed some a cash economy to emerge. Um, you know, this, these are things that his father, Kim Jong-il, refused to do, opening up the economy uh, economy this way. Mm-hmm. Um, he said Kim Jong-un seems to be pushing through fairly substantial economic reforms. He has apparently been telling people that the two priorities of his leadership, one was to develop nuclear weapons and two was to develop the economy. I think he calls it Byung-jin, those two things. Uh, He's now finished. He's he's stated that he's finished part one of that. We've got the nuclear weapons. Um, Phase two is to uh, uh, build the economy. Now to do that they need to get rid of sanctions and they need to get international investment uh, which is you know probably what the the trump talks are about how do we get how do we get major investment into the country and um, we absolutely can guarantee that uh, Trump and Ivanka and Jared <laughs> Right. <laughs> are in negotiations about being building Trump hotels and maybe casinos in Pyongyang. I mean that we we know that was the real underlying basis of the discussions. Right. Uh, you look, Ivanka's got a fashion line. You know, my daughter, she has this great set of tits. I'd love to, I'd love to come on them again. But you know, she also has a fashion line. You're gonna love it. It's fabulous. Right. Oh, you just gosh. you you agree. <laughs> to promote my daughter's fashion line, build some hotels, and it's all good. Don't have to worry about it. We know that's probably what went on in there. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that part of it didn't make it into the video. Um, <clears throat> and I, I, I want to play this video. I'm sure everyone has seen it, but you can't see this enough for my money, uh, or listen to it. And so I'm, I want to play this because this is just this is the greatest thing that came out of it.
2: Seven billion people inhabit planet Earth. Of those alive today, only a small number will leave a lasting impact. And only the very few will make decisions or take actions that renew their homeland and change the course of history. History may appear to repeat itself for generations, cycles that never seem to end. There have been times of relative peace, And times of great tension. While this cycle repeats, the light of prosperity and innovation has burned bright for most of the world. History is always evolving. And there comes a time when only a few are called upon to make a difference.
0: Wait, wait, history is always evolving? What what does that even mean? History is evolving.
1: <laughs> it's deep man, it's deep. And how would you translate that into Korean um for this guy to watch? I don't know. When I watched that, I agreed with Samantha B. That entire video was a a Maxipad ad mixed with a karaoke video. So the video made no sense to me, but I'm thinking they put it together that way for a reason. They have to have psychological workups on this guy and they've got to think to some degree this This is the time, and you're the only man that can do it, and together we can make things great great again. I mean, they have to think that this is going to work on him based on some kind of assessment. What does that say about him? I don't know. Maybe they asked Dennis Rodman.
0: This is a guy who's a third-generation dictator of a country that his grandfather basically built with a war. Uh, and they think a timeshare sales video is going to have a big impact. Like, like he walked into this meeting. He built nuclear weapons, walked into this meeting um, in order to have a real discussion about the future. And they played him a sales video. Like, he's going to go, oh, I get it. I'm supposed to be a good guy now. Oh, right. man. I, you know, that's right. It's all on me. I didn't realize that. <laughs> This is the dumbest fucking tactic. Like, yeah. s- for the for the American side of this, the White House to go to the effort to put together something like this and, and play it in public, yeah. and then it's not just play it to, to 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 Kim, but then play it to all the journalists and and openly say, "Yep, we made this and we played it." We're proud. I'm of just, it. I oh god man, yeah. like. Uh, America has really just taken a turn that um, even I didn't see coming.
1: Let me wade into the weeds for a second and I'm going to make a prediction. Um, Kim wants his economy to be better. In order for his economy to be better, he has to have foreign investment and foreign technology. The only way you can get that is if you lift the sanctions. The only way you can get that is if you denuclearize. If you denuclearize, you put your entire nation at risk from the Americans or from any other power because that you don't have nuclear weapons. I think Trump is so greedy and willing to do whatever for to make a buck for, for the United States and for himself. I think he's willing to get around not denuclearizing, but talking the hell out of it and still making economic deals with this country but we all know that china is going to get the the lion's share share the deals anyway cuz are a physical neighbor but but i just don't see how you put the cart how you solve the problem of putting the cart before before the horse you don't denuclearize but you still want to open yourself up to foreign investments i, I just don't see how how it's all going to work
0: yeah i don't you get you know it. well yeah i, I there's a report um, that I read by a guy called Professor byung Yon Kim from Seoul National University who put together this report on the North Korean economy. Mm-hmm. Um, he said you know, China is about 90% of North Korean uh, trade. Wow. And the sanctions against North Korea only really began to have a major effect on NOCO's economy when China decided to tighten the screws over the last year. They're they're cutting coal, iron ore, and seafood imports. By the way, it's it's also fucking with the Australian economy (laughs) because China's 90% of our export markets for coal and iron ore as well. Um, So he said that last year, North Korean exports to China declined by 40% um which he said brought the growth rates in North Korea down to down by minus 2%. Oh, so it's a big impact if the sanctions continue it's going to cripple their economy. If exports decline by 90% then growth is going to go extra negative and um you know they're going to be screwed. Yeah. So he's saying that's what brought them to the negotiating table. Mm-hmm. Um and uh you know they've they, so their economy's genuinely suffering because they've got troubles with uh being able to trade with china but at the same time we see the us is having a trade war with china as well as its other uh long-standing enemies like canada um, uh, finally a
1: president who will stand up to canada
0: yeah, I can't wait for the Canada American War, man. That's gonna be that's gonna be great. Uh, bomb Canada, <laughs> bomb Canada, I, 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 I'm gonna, bomb
1: Canada. I'm gonna, no, no, we're gonna give up on purpose, and hopefully they'll give us maple syrup and uh, healthcare.
0: But um, again, yeah, I, I can't see why uh, uh, Kim's gonna give up his nuclear weapons. It, it seems to be a, a really bad move for him unless we're missing something and i doubt that we are on this one that's the bit that doesn't make sense why spend decades building nuclear weapons just to give them up um yeah i know he wants them to remove the sanctions but you 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 have no guarantees they're not going to reinstate them a week later so anyway let's move on to other news because there's other stories apart from this that we need to talk about um bitcoin I want to talk about mm-hmm. Bitcoin, Ray. Uh, do you understand Bitcoin and blockchain?
1: The, no, I don't understand any of it. Um, I know I can't go to McDonald's with it. So the, really, that's how I judge things. Please tell me about Bitcoin and Tether and all this other stuff.
0: Yeah, no, I don't understand it at all <laughs> either. Um, we, we've talked about doing it. I remember six months ago, we were talking about doing a bullshit filter series yeah. on Bitcoin. It's good it looks like we, we, look, yeah, looks like we won't have to worry about it. <laughs> So, you know, for the last six, eight months, I've had my Facebook chain, Facebook thread, was filled with people saying, you've got to buy Bitcoin. People DMing me, emailing me, friends of mine saying, man, you've got to get into Bitcoin. be rich. Um, yeah, it's going to go to $100,000 uh, a share, a coin. Um, and I said two things. Number one, I don't invest in anything I can't understand. Right. Number two, I don't have any money to invest in anything <laughs> anyway. What do you think I am? I mean, I'm a podcaster. I'm a
1: podcaster. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm a podcaster. I have no money. Three, I don't understand it. I, you know, I've been trying to get people to explain to me for years. Um, and right. I, you know, I've been watching Bitcoin for years. I, I had a Bitcoin mining app on a PC. Wow. Uh, like, 10, 14 years ago, I guess, a um, long time ago, whenever Bitcoin launched, I had one of the first, you know, mining wallet wow. app things that was running. A
1: little, you were long, optimistic. long time
0: ago. Yeah. Well, I, 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 it was a cool thing. I didn't understand it, but uh, mining currency, sure, I'll get in on that. <laughs> um, Chick magnet. Apparently, if I'd kept that now, I'd be, uh, uh, uh Snorting coke off of a hooker's tits <laughs> on a yacht somewhere in the Mediterranean, but say love it. But um, tell
1: everybody why you would have, why it's worth so much.
0: Well, it was, well, you know, those things probably would have been worth money now. But anyway, the point is that. Everyone was ramping it up. Um, and, and I kept saying to people, why is the price of it going up? They go, well, because there's only a limited amount. I go, yeah, but there's only a limited amount of shit that I do in the toilet too. It doesn't mean that it's the value of it is going up. Because you tried I mean, that's, to
1: sell it to me, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, it's going to hit 100,000 of poop, Ray, trust me. You just wait and see. Because there's only a limited number of poops that I can do in the course of my life. I'm only I'm, I, my. The blockchain in my butt oh my is only God. going to produce a limited amount of shits over I'm the course of my life. Uh-huh. We d- we don't know how long I'm going to live, and that's I'm fasting. True. So you know you don't know how much shit I'm going to
1: produce. But you're making it even more valuable.
0: That's, how I'm, that's why I'm fasting is <laughs> to drive up the price, um, which is what happened to Bitcoin, as it turns out. So if people haven't been paying attention, Bitcoin uh, has been crashing. Um, over the last uh, few weeks, um, according to a finance professor from the University of Texas mm-hmm. and his graduate student, um, they wrote published a paper in the last week saying that the the skyrocketing of the value of Bitcoin happened because it was being gamed. That uh, uh. a single person or a small group of people using another cryptocurrency, Tether well uh, somehow artificially inflating the price mm-hmm. of bitcoin so they ramped it up and then it came crashing back down now to be fair it's still a lot higher than it was a year ago i think right. uh, october 17 the value of a single bitcoin was around about 5000 us dollars it went up to nearly 20000 now it's down to back down to sort of 10 or 12000 i think um, but it was sort of going 15 to 20,000 when people were telling, bye, 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 And then right. it crashed. But again, I, I, I really don't understand it. And I, I haven't invested the time I, I should have in trying to understand why it is uh, valuable, why people give a shit. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, the fact that so, it was being, yeah. the suggestion is that it was being gamed uh-huh. is uh, fascinating yeah
1: so again, let's say I had some Bitcoin. Do you know what I could do with it?
0: You could watch it crash um <laughs> yeah you and do that. I, okay yeah. no
1: no i again, I'm just still trying to um and the fact that there's other cryptocurrency out there. Is staggering to me. But anyway, we don't have to spend too much time on it. But but surprise, surprise, like you said, for the last 2,000 years, since we've been talking about Alexander the Great, humans haven't changed all, all that much. Here's something that a lot of people don't understand. A few people who were, who do understand it, who are in the know, used nefarious means probably to pump up its value, to make money for themselves. Surprise, surprise.
0: Actually, uh, just an update. Uh, Bitcoin, uh, as of today, is (sighs) $6,528 USD. So it's nearly come down to where it was, Uh, well, let's say May. What are we? June. June June. of 2017, it was... Okay, June it was 2,200, something like that So it's still up on where it was a year ago But uh, it's crashed a long way from its height of uh, Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, 20,000 roughly So, I don't know, man What do you think?
1: Uh, I think we missed a wonderful pump and dump opportunity, but like you said, we don't have any extra money anyway, so it's all academic. Maybe we should make up our own currency. We'll make up our own church so we don't have to pay taxes, and then we'll be rolling in the fake money.
0: Yeah, I already yeah. tried that. You- um, yeah, I had my <laughs> church for a while there. Um I, I, look, I just think as a general rule, it's, it's not a good idea to get involved in things that you don't understand. Um, well,
1: that's, that's what Warren Buffett's number one rule is. If I don't understand, like there's certain things like computers, apples, whatever, I can't remember what he was talking about. He goes, I don't get it. And if I don't get it, I don't get the basics of it. And I'm not going to invest because it makes no sense to me. So that's actually a very uh, smart move, you know, a uh, rule to live by. If you don't get it, stay away from it with your money.
0: Warren Buffett got that from me. Actually. I knew that. I knew yeah. that. Yeah. I said that to him once and he fucking wrote it he down. Said, and said, I'm <laughs> going to use that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, and, and I, it's, <clears throat> let me go back. I was asking, <laughs> I remember asking people, the people that were pumping it up to me, explain, explain to me in 60 seconds right. why, it's, why it's going up in value and all they could say is well cuz there's a limited amount of it and i'm like yeah but that's that, that's that doesn't so what not, so what that it, that yeah. doesn't make it, that that yeah it doesn't explain it then
1: justify it yeah
0: all right let's get back to donny big donny um <laughs> this is an interesting article um i read during the week about you know this with still getting all this talk about uh russia uh right. colluding um to to influence the U.S. elections. Um, As Jeremy Scahill pointed out um, on The Intercept, it's not just Russia. There's a um, strong case for the Trump team colluding with Saudi Arabia, Israel, and the United Arab Emirates Mm -hmm. um, over the election as well. Uh, But the question is, why aren't we hearing all of the... um, all of the hype and fear-mongering in the media about that like we are about Russia? Why isn't there an investigation into that? Um, Why are people up in arms about these other countries um, getting involved in helping the Trump team? Um, There were supposedly meetings between uh, some people involved in the Trump campaign, uh, like a guy called George Nader, Mm -hmm. And uh, the Saudi crown prince, um, Israeli operatives, um, meeting at Trump Tower with Donald Trump Jr., according to the New York Times. The purpose of the meeting was primarily to offer help to the Trump team, and it forged relationships between the men and Trump insiders that would develop over the coming months past the election and well into President Trump's first year in office.
1: Now, l- let me ask you a question, because I read into the and maybe I'm reading too much, but this, this article actually shook me up a little bit, because so you've got Israel, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates trying to help Trump get elected. But it's more than that. They It seems that they have a specific plan, they have a common enemy to go after with Trump once he makes it into the White House. And again, I could be reading way too much into this, but the idea that they, at at that point, might go after their common enemy and really destabilize the Middle East, that really shook me, if if that's their goal. Like I said, I might have been too far into the tea leaves, but you don't just help a guy get elected just because you like him. Obviously, like so many other examples, they want something out of it.
0: So, uh, from an American perspective, why do you think... There is so much um, sturm and drang over the Russian involvement uh, with the Trump campaign, uh, but so little by comparison with the involvement of the Saudis, the Israelis, and the UAE.
1: I think it's a pretty straightforward answer, two-parter. One, we're exhausted because... Robert Mueller, because of his his limitations, is not allowed to talk about what he's doing, and Trump is talking about it all the time, saying "witch hunt, witch hunt, witch hunt" over and over and over and over again. So we are exhausted with this. We don't understand it, and to say that Russia may be our enemy. Makes sense to the average American. We have context. We have the Cold War. If you mention Israel, Saudi Arabia, and the and the third country, United Arab Emirates, it gets more convoluted. It gets more complex. It makes less sense because those are not our traditional enemies, and we give less of a fuck. So be- between the less sexy and the fact that we're tired of it, there's just not going to be a lot of traction for this, and unless some amazing, amazing uh, evidence comes out of it. And even then, we might not care.
0: Hmm. I mean, as an outsider, it seems that uh, seems to me that you should be as equally upset and angry oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. over the Saudis and the Israelis influencing or attempting to influence or interfering with your election as you are about the Russians. But yeah, I don't think that's the case. I think there's um, the the Russians are an easy focus mm-hmm. or punching bag. For right. the U.S., um, it's easy to slip back into that, oh, the Russians are the bad guy thing. And, and all th- these other countries influencing your elections, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Too much, yeah. We don't, we, don't, we don't care so much about that. Now, you and I, over the course of, I know when we did the Syrian series on this show, we talked a lot about the relationship between the United States and Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the Saudis propping up the U.S. economy as well, Go, going way back to the 70s and uh, Henry Kissinger doing a deal with the Saudis. Um, but uh, yeah, that level of involvement doesn't seem to be a major interest. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the Saudis even you know buying up, using their sovereign wealth funds to buy up a lot of American infrastructure... Uh, Now, people may say, well, it's because they're our allies. Mm. Uh, Maybe because we're on friendly terms with the Saudis, brutal theocratic regime that they are. Um, Doesn't matter if our allies interfere with our election. It's only when uh, our enemies... "Quote unquote." Even though why we're not at war with Russia, so why are they your enemies? I don't really know why.
1: We can't think of Russia in any other terms, and you, in some ways, you can't blame us for that. Um, Cold War, but they're either our active enemy or semi-passive enemy. But we'll never. It, it'll be a while before we see Russia, the average American, that is, in in any
0: other light. Mm. That's just the way it is. Mm. Uh, here's the New York a little bit more from the New York Times article. Three months before the two thousand sixteen election, a small group gathered at Trump Tower to meet with Donald Trump Junior, the president's eldest son. One was an Israeli specialist in social media manipulation. Another was an emissary for two wealthy Arab princesses. The third was a Republican donor with a controversial past in the Middle East as a private security contractor. Wow. Um Classic. Well, the last one was Eric Prince, um, mm-hmm. former former head of Blackwater, sister to Betsy DeVos, um, another etc. 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 The meeting was convened primarily primarily to offer help to the Trump team, and it forged relationships between the men and Trump insiders that would develop over the coming months. So. Yeah, it's it, it seems to me that there are different levels of attention and uh, hysteria mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to talking about Russia's involvement and some of these other countries. All
1: right. Let me just take it in a slightly different direction, and I just want your personal opinion on this. You're sitting down. You're about to have a meeting, and let's say that your are meeting. Is legitimate you maybe you're setting up an enterprise and you're looking for foreign investment or foreign advice or whatever if it turns out that one of the people at the table around sitting around you is a convicted pedophile from the Czech, i mean he's in in the czech republic he is a convicted pedophile even though he's an american does he get to still stay at the at your table is 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 that a is that a deal breaker for you or you just care about what he can bring to the table i'm just <sighs> curious I'm just genuinely curious. I mean, what what what's the the minimum criteria before you don't sit down with someone? <laughs> I'm just
0: wondering. Uh, is this hypothetical, Ray, or are you going no. to bring someone to Europe? <laughs>
1: Surprise! You just... You're checking. Um, I'm just... Hmm. <laughs> I'm bringing somebody. Yeah. No, who's George the, Nader. The... George Nader.
0: Right, convicted yeah. pedophile. Yeah. Really.
1: Yeah. In, in the Czech Republic, he's been accused of it in the United States, but not proven and not convicted, obviously. Um, wow. So, whatever that's worth.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. He sat down with Donnie Jr.
0: Yeah. Mm. Well, look, t- did, did Donnie Jr. know that about him when he sat down with him?
1: If you, were, if you were the son of a guy who's about to be president, would you sit down at a table unless you knew a lot about them? And I imagine, since this stuff is in this article, it's not that well hidden. He could have had a secretary search for five seconds on the internet and find out. But, uh, hey, what do I know? What do
0: I know? Can you just, look, before we have this meeting, can you just Google the names of all the people and the word, <laughs> yeah. word pedophile? Uh, cause, <laughs> That's a standard practice. <laughs> standard <laughs> We don't have many standards at Trump Town. We got one, but that's what. Yeah, that's one. Um, he, uh, former actor too, apparently. Um, no, uh-huh. different George. Different George Nader. Right. Um, uh, yes. Wow. So the other George Nader uh, was close friends with uh, Rock Hudson. Um, but this one, yes. George Nader, Lebanese-American businessman, lobbyist, and convicted pedophile, according to his Wikipedia <laughs> profile. Um, right. But, yeah, look, uh, yeah. I'm splitting May- hairs I know. Maybe they should have checked, but come on. This is the Trump organization. I don't think they do a lot of background <laughs> research on anything. In 2003, he was convicted in Prague for sexually abusing 10 boys for which he served one year in prison. <sighs> Mm. Jeez. Mm.
1: Oh, there's one case.
0: Yeah. <laughs> At his room in the Hilton Prague Hotel, he requested oral sex from a 14-year-old boy, and after he refused, Nader masturbated in front of him. Mm-hmm. Or as we call a it. Paul Weinstein. A, that's, a, that's a Louis C.K. I was going to go for. That's a Louis. He okay. pulled a Louis. Yeah. Right. He, he pulled his Louis. Do you mind if I Louis in front of you? What? <laughs> Too late uh, a party started. <laughs> oh Louie. And yeah. All anyway. right.
1: Um
0: let's uh let's talk a little bit about science and technology, Ray, just to, right. to wash that to wash that please. <laughs> visual image of, of a Louis out of our mind.
1: Right? Um, Explain this to me. I get how it's amazing, but I don't really get it, so please hold forth.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, Um, So the story uh, Ray's talking about is uh, something that came out in the last week. Researchers at UCLA have been able to successfully run something known as as a scochastic neuromorphic chip. Cool. Um, Now, I had to to Google (laughs) what that meant. It sounded cool. Yeah. But uh, I didn't know... Mm what that meant. So neuromorphic engineering is uh the the premise here. Um idea's been around for a long time, but it's basically building a computer, mm-hmm. building an electronic system that mimics a biological system, so mimics wow. the brain's architecture. Wow. Now, if you know anything about uh traditional computing, The way silicon chips are made, that doesn't look like the brain. You've got structured uh, bits that are on or off. Brain is a lot more messier than uh, a lot more messier. That doesn't sound right. A lot more messy. A lot more messy than that. Okay. But yeah, there's been a lot of talk over the years about building a computer that mimics the human brain. Well, these uh, researchers have apparently done that. Um, It it it. It's too, too complex to go into um, exactly how it works. We would probably screw it up. But they've basically built a kind of computer chip that looks like the brain's neural connections under a microscope. Right. It kind of builds itself and, mm-hmm. is, uh, and is learning um, how to think. Like, there's like m- millions and millions of connections that are... Strengthening or weakening based on success of the processes they're running. Um, it's a fascinating idea. What does it all mean? I really don't know. But uh, yeah. you know, I, I I've been following AI research for decades because I do believe that the only hope for the human race is that we build AI quickly. Mm-hmm. We we need a uh, higher form of intelligence to take control of um, the decisions that we're making as a species. It's quite evident, I think, and I, I think everyone has to agree with me. Now we don't know what we're doing. We're running. We're running this thing into the toilet. Yeah. Uh, it's not getting better. It's getting worse. Um, the human race is is doomed, along with all of the other species on the planet because when we when we take when we go out we're probably gonna take take everybody we're gonna try our hardest to take it all with us we're gonna take the Um, whole party yeah yeah i mean there might (laughs) be some bacteria and viruses that'll survive (laughs) buried deep i was gonna say deep under the polar ice caps but we're, we're getting rid of the polar ice caps yeah um as well so um yeah, I mean, I, I'm only interested in this story in terms of it being an interesting development for potentially the future of AI. Um, because we need it. We need AI. We, we, we I welcome our new uh, neuromorphic overlords and, and <laughs> hope that they uh, spare us. Right. Um, I, I ask that they spare those of us that are good. Um, judge the good from the bad, as Jesus mm-hmm. would have done. Right. Maybe that's what we should call the AI. It's just we we'll call it Jesus, <laughs> Jesus and it can judge the good and the bad. But um, mm-hmm. who, who's to
1: say that this wasn't how Jesus, who, who's to say that this wasn't how Jesus was going to come back? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is getting deep now.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Jesus. When J- Jesus comes back as an AI to right. judge the living and the dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we better clean up our act. Anyway. Mm. So yeah, um, neuromorphic chip uh, that's able to, to basically to learn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, using sort of probability distribution or patterns. I think that's what stochastic stochastic means. Yeah um it's randomly determined so it's not you know the 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 chip's not being built engineered in a certain way it's 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 building itself it's learning on its own yeah um which is scary and or fascinating or exhilarating depending on your view yeah. of um quote unquote artificial intelligence or machine intelligence Yeah.
1: Well, what I got out of it was, you know, the the brain is a biological neural network. This is a hardware neural network. And theoretically, it can do eventually it should be able to do what a brain can do. And obviously, then you put that into a robot or whatever, Android of some kind, and you got a really awesome sex sex bots. But again, it's basically a hardware neural network. And these people that are working on it, I mean, when I was watching the interview, this woman was, you can just tell she was so intelligent and she had to slow it down for the interviewer and use very small words. But she was up there and just what they're doing is just really amazing. They solved the problem between, um, what was it, memory and processing, which has always been a problem and bottleneck. They've been able to work it out in this process. So again, this could, you know, like you said, we come back to this a year from now. Who knows what they're going to be capable of.
0: Check our show notes if you want a link to that yeah. uh, video. You can watch it. She's pretty hot too. Hot, yeah. Hot uh, AI scientist. Yeah. It
1: didn't hurt that she was hot. <laughs>
0: um. All right. Uh. What else have we got here? Um. Oh. Bad well. Yeah. yeah. This is gonna. This is gonna. You know. As a deal on Facebook buzz. when I mention it. Um. <laughs> well, no. Look, I think this is a positive thing in some ways. Uh, the oh, United yeah, yeah, Nations yeah. General Assembly. voted by an overwhelming majority a resolution uh, condemning Israel for deploying excessive force against Palestinians at the border um, of Gaza Mm -hmm. you you know I I think we've touched on this over the last uh, month or two on the shows we haven't got into it too deeply but um, yeah there was uh, there was a vote that was held and uh, 120 countries voted in favor of this resolution now of Mm -hmm. course we know that resolutions by the general assembly mean nothing and this is probably the three the 300th uh resolution condemning israel over the last 50 years um coming to come out of the united nations general assembly so it means nothing Um, apart from just maybe drawing increasing attention to uh, the position of Israel um, in in the international body. Now, I'm going to read a list of the countries. So there was eight countries that voted no, 45 abstained, Mm -hmm. and 120 voted yes. Um, Now, Australia voted no, along with the United States. Mm-hmm. As you would expect, right? Um, along with Israel, surpri- uh, surprisingly. <laughs> um, now, uh, some of the countries that voted yes are easy to point the finger at. Uh, yeah, Russia voted yes, China voted yes, and some of the debates that I've had online, people are going, "Oh, you know, yeah, they're they're not very good countries. You don't want to be associated with those." Yeah, but a lot of other countries that are very well respected that voted yes by the way saudi arabia voted yes it's wow. an interesting thing like on one hand they're an ally of the united states on the other they're an enemy of israel and we we've drilled down a little bit of that in our um in our uh syrian Syria. series mm-hmm. yeah the Sa- saudis are propping up the u.s economy um then the u.s gives money to israel who the saudis te- officially hate Right. Um and you know so bring on the robots. On. The United Kingdom abstained. Mm-hmm. Um so why why do you abstain in a vote like this? Because you don't want to take a position either way. Right. One. Right.
1: You're not going to get anything out of it. You're just going to make somebody bad. So why vote at all if you don't have to? It doesn't matter that it doesn't mean anything. You can still piss someone off and why would you want to do that?
0: Yeah. But, you know, countries that um, have got a pretty good reputation as being nice guys, uh, Finland, they voted mm. yes. Um, France voted yes. Uh, Norway voted yes. Uh, who else have we got here in the list? Uh, Portugal,
1: that- Greece, Switzerland, Sweden, Ireland.
0: Mm. South Africa voted yes. Uh yeah. So, you know, South Africa know a little bit about oppression. Um, Yeah, Sweden, Switzerland voted yes. Um, So, you know, in in the list of countries that voted yes, there are some that are fairly well recognized for being ethical, moral societies. Mm -mm. It's not just your, um, you know, Russia's or, uh, uh, um, I don't know, afghanistan's that uh voted yes uh there are a lot of good countries in there that voted yes against this um now of course our you know israeli friends um will say oh it's the, the united nations is biased against israel you're all anti-semites and oh, jew God. haters and what right. about this and what about that and what about the other yeah you and I are going to do a long series on Israel at some point in the bullshit filter, I hope. Soon. Mm-hmm. Let's do it soon. I really want to uh, unpick get into that it. scab and get into it. Yeah. yeah. So we can have more conversations like this. But um, anyway, uh, I don't know. What else do I have to say about that? I, I'm disappointed, I guess, is my point, that Australia voted no. Not surprised right. with our current government that we would vote no. But as an Australian, I am appalled that um, we are not standing up and placing a vote against. I I think the latest stats in the last couple of months, um, 122 Palestinians have been killed Mm -hmm. uh, on the border, thousands injured. Some of the ones killed have been medics, uh, children and medics that have been shot by the uh, IDF on the border. So, you know, it's, it's appalling. Um, and it, and at no
1: point have Israeli sh- soldiers been hurt, been injured, or been seriously threatened. That's what makes it uh, really damning. Can I just read out one sentence from one of these articles that was, that was criticizing uh, Israel? It said, For an occupying power systematically to shoot down unarmed civilians in an occupied territory for, mount, for mounting protests that posed no immediate danger to anyone is clearly a war crime under the Hague regulations of 1907 and the Geneva Conventions of 1949. So it's, it's a war crime, it's a hate crime, it's a crime against humanity or whatever. You're not being threatened but you're just literally taking pot shots at people that aren't hurting you that can't hurt you and you're just you're just killing them. I mean Just bring on the AI as fast as you possibly can.
0: (laughs) Here's a quote from Human Rights Watch. Israel's use of lethal force... When there was no imminent threat to life has taken a heavy toll in life and limb. The international community needs to rip up the old playbook where Israel conducts investigations that mainly whitewash the conduct of its troops and the U.S. blocks international accountability with its Security Council veto and instead impose real costs for such blatant disregard Mm. for Palestinian lives. So uh, that's the view of Human Rights Watch. Uh, watch uh, Amnesty International has also condemned Israel over this. But our Israeli friends um, will still say, oh, it's all just, uh, it's all Hamas. It's all Israel. It's all anti-Semitic views. Um, I, look, I, I mean, I don't give a shit about Israelis or Jews. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't give. I don't give a fuck who you are, what your ethnic or religious background is. I mean, I think the Bible is nonsense. I think religion is nonsense. But I don't give a fuck. Um, what I care about is that uh, we don't oppress each other. And I'm, I'm sorry, Israelis, uh, your country's uh, oppression of the Palestinians is is awful, and um, it's got nothing to do with you being Jews. It's got to do with you being Oppresses, that's all it has to do. And um, I know the situation is complex over there. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of hatred on both sides. There's a lot of bad mm-hmm. things that have happened on both sides. But one side is incredibly powerful and the other side is incredibly weak. Um, right. There's a big disproportionate um, uh, disproportionate what balance of power is where I was going with that between the two sides. Mm-hmm. All right, let's wrap up uh, just quickly with this deepfake story so we don't have to figure it Now, have you seen any deepfake videos, Ray? Only the porn ones.
1: No, I, yeah. I never really mm-hmm. paid attention to this stuff at all until I started reading, started, started reading this. I have no experience with this.
0: I, I've had some made some deepfake <laughs> things with your face on it just to uh, get me through. Um, uh, and... So, for people that don't know about deep fake oh. videos, got a, quite a bit of media attention over the last uh, few months, but um, there are videos that are produced uh, using um, what, what they call an AI, but it's, it's basically some uh, computer technology that enables you to take a video, let's say a, a porn video, mm-hmm. and replace the face with the face of anyone you like, a celebrity. Um, ah, as long as you have some images of that person's face, photographs, you can mm-hmm. upload those photographs, as I understand it, into this app, and the app will map that person's face onto the face of the person in the video, uh, and and it's very good. The technology is astoundingly good. Where for the average person, it's almost impossible, yeah, to tell that uh, it's not. A real video of the celebrity face. Um, Now, apparently, uh, according to some researchers, 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 (coughs) why not? uh, Some researchers from the University at Albany, um, one of the ways you can tell is by the blink rate. Uh, they say this is interesting. The mean resting blink rate for humans is 17 blinks per minute, which mm-hmm. increases to 26 blinks per minute when someone is talking and decreases to 4.5 blinks per minute when someone is reading. I am want to start counting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Well, yeah. um, so they say that when you watch these videos, um, if uh, so how do I know that if I'm watching a video of Trump giving a speech that it's a real video of Trump giving a speech and not a deep fake video of Trump giving a speech. Mm-hmm. Um, well, apparently uh, you you look at the blink rate because if he's giving a speech, he's possibly reading it from an auto cue, in which case his blink rate should be four and a half blinks per minute. Uh, if he's ad-libbing, as Trump tends to do, depending on what the speech is and where he is, it's going to be higher than that. It's going to be 26 right. blinks per minute. But apparently, because the uh, fake faces generated by these systems are based on photographs, Mm -hmm. and people tend not to be blinking in photographs, uh, it it has them not blinking at all. So watch for the blinks is Ah. uh, the message here if you want to tell the fake. But this is an interesting world we're moving into, Ray, where it's getting increasingly difficult to tell uh, when a video of somebody is fake or real,
1: yeah. So, so again, you don't know. Now you're watching stuff on the news or YouTube or Facebook or whatever. Now you can't even trust that the videos that you see are real.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's insane.
1: yeah.
0: I mean, the implications for that. Are uh, uh, pretty profound, not just in terms of ruining people's lives too. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, um, in in this world of uh, Me Too, um, you know, people's reputations and careers l- do get destroyed literally within 24 hours, right, of um, an
1: accusation. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we've seen this just again in the last couple of days. Um, a podcaster, Chris Hardwick. Uh, Famous for the Nerdist podcasts, and he does TV shows uh, as well, and he's a comic and quite a successful bloke. uh, Married to uh, one of the um, Hearst grandkids, or great-grandkids now. Ex-girlfriend of his came out a few days ago, posted a thing on Medium, I think, where she accused him of being abusive towards her when they were in a relationship. Um, and he's, uh, his reputation is, is taking a beating. Yeah. He, AMC have said they're not going to screen his show. This old podcast network, which he had sold, have distanced themselves from him, taking the, his name off their website. Um, fallout, even though he denies the claims, has been a yeah. massive fallout very quickly. No one wants to be associated with uh, these sorts of claims. So, um, Imagine a video came out uh, mm-hmm. of him doing something, uh, or, or any celebrity. Their reputation can be besmirched and destroyed, and then they, you know, yeah, you, you can go there and try and prove that it's a fake. But that's going to take time. Rebuilding your reputation oh, is yeah. going to take time if it's if it, if you can do it at all. Uncrack an egg. Let alone the political implications of this. Um, mm-hmm. How long before we see fake speeches by political candidates turning up online or, or in the mainstream media yeah. um, that then, you know, come out a day before an election, um, <laughs> influence. the election and then uh, we find out a week or a month or several months later that it was a fake you might think well no one would do that because it would be illegal okay yeah, but we know that in the world that we live in today we try and trace the source of that video and we see that it came out of Russia or it came out of uh, China or or, or NOCO Yeah, yeah we don't know do you remember when NOCO supposedly hacked Sony Yes. And, uh <laughs> Distributed all of those, uh, 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 I don't know, emails about celebrities complaining over their pay and all. Sorts yeah, of the stuff. Salary, yeah, the salary.
1: Yeah, the women. Yeah, I only watched that movie because of the all the stuff in the news. I can't remember the name of the movie now.
0: The interview. Yeah, interview. The Seth were, Rogan. Yeah. Uh, thing, mm-hmm. yeah. um, now it's Russia that gets accused of all of the hacks. Whoever, whoever we want to blame at the time. Um so that's something that I think we got to be prepared uh for in the near future is uh fake yeah. videos of political candidates and or celebrities um and you and me obviously that's that's um I can't wait mm-hmm. for people to make a f- deep fake video of uh, a gay porn video put our faces <laughs> on it see see
1: well no Ever- pun intended Ever- no pun intended but you're screwed you're a former porn star current podcaster future mm-hmm. candidate so Mm-hmm. There's going to be tons of videos mm-hmm. of you, and only some of them are going to be done by me. Mm.
0: Future Pope, too. Um, <laughs> all right. That's the show uh, for this week. Um, we might do one next week before we go away, I think. Um, then, obviously, we're going to take a break for three or four weeks. What? <laughs> Speaking of our trip. Uh, we'll be gone for three or four weeks, but, um, yeah, I think we'll get another one in before we go away. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: All right.
2: Actually, I want to go out with this. But the question is, what difference will the few make? The past doesn't have to be the future. Out of the darkness can come the light. And the light of hope can burn bright.